Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shared Insights, a podcast from BA Insight. My name is Pete Wright, and I am joined today by Jeff Freed. Jeff, hello. Hello. Always good to talk to you, Pete. You are just back from the Intranetwerk Conference in Stockholm. What was that like? It was really fun. I, I love Stockholm, and this was part of a World Blitzkrieg tour that included London, Stockholm, and Oslo on three consecutive days. I think what was funniest for me about this particular conference was it was literally in a movie theater. <laughs> you don't get a lot of those? No, I don't. And I was up on this gigantic stage with the biggest screen I've ever had for one of these things with a couple hundred, probably 270 attendees in big comfy chairs, including the balcony. So everything except the popcorn was ready. I have this image of you in the sort of 1984 giant screen talking head behind you. Are, are you converting the masses well, to, to Jeff's way of thinking? That's very scary, but <laughs> we digress. We do. Uh, we Back in, uh, gosh, back in September, uh, we did a, a podcast, episode 11, and the title of that podcast was, Is Your Intranet Intelligent? And that was purported to be the first in a bit of a mini-series that we were going to do around intranet intelligence. We got a little bit sidetracked between that and now, but we're coming back around to it today. I am intrigued by the general movement in the industry towards more intelligent systems and the specific resurgence of digital workplaces and intranets and the intelligent intranet, which, you know, back in the summer, nobody, I, as you recall, I, I had some fun and took videos of various MVPs doing their take, which you'll find on BA Insights website. Uh, it was funny because you asked 10 people what they thought the intelligent internet was and you'd get 11 opinions. Now, there seems to be some convergence, both conceptually and in terms of real projects. So I'll say, you know, we, we've seen intelligent life. It may not be us but it's our uh, it's, it's our cousins. Okay, there there may have been water on this planet at one point. Right? That's correct, <laughs> okay. uh, and there will be again. Give us some characteristics uh, of intelligence. What does intelligence look like? And I ask this as a way of of recap to get us started uh, today. Intelligent systems and intelligent intranets can have many meanings, um, and the hype is around machine learning, AI, bots, etc. When it comes to intranets, Microsoft has been talking a lot about the mobile and intelligent intranet, and they're specifically casting the office graph in Office 365 as the source of all intelligence, which then lights up your intranet. The patterns that I've seen in our customers and in the industry are intelligence as simply meaning more effective and more personalized and proactive. Uh, one person in these videos said, I don't know what the intelligent internet is, but I certainly know what the dumb internet is, and that's what I've got today. There's five main characteristics of intelligent internets that have sort of emerged from this primordial ooze, if you will, that, that they tend to be personalized in the sense that you and I have different information needs and different ways of working. Systems that adapt to that and understand that at, at some level uh, are more effective. They tend to be proactive. 
not just giving you what you're looking for, but anticipating and saying, you know, Pete, are you interested in this? They tend to be contextual and sort of dynamic. And that is really, in my world, a search-driven internet. And they tend to be organized or tag-driven. And last but not least, they tend to be connected. Um, and that's the, the connected theme is one that truly hit me over the head in, in Stockholm. How so? It, it may be that, you know how when you're, uh, when you're looking for something, that's what you notice. So I, I did do a session that was about search-driven intranets that described these characteristics and our experiences with customers. I did this along with a partner of ours in Scandinavia called Findwise that's been, uh, that I've known for years that are, are really excellent consultants around findability. But both from that talk and in the, dis the discussions through the day, the folks I talked to from the audience time and time again resonated most strongly on the fact that their information was all over the place. And in order to have something effective, they needed to bring it together so that at least 80% of what you need to get your job done on a daily basis is at your fingertips in the same place. How much of having it in the same place is it really matters when you're talking about the the connected intranet? Because part of part of the challenge, I think, and one of the skills that the the modern, let's see, uh, let's say, efficient office worker needs to have in working with these systems is knowing all of the systems that exist and knowing where to find them. But isn't one of our objectives? And I'm curious if one of the things that that has been coming out of these talks that you're doing is that we don't really need to care so much what systems these things are in as long as they are surface in the right place for our end users. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And that's similar to the consumer experience people have today with internet search and internet tools. You are familiar with the specific tools you need to get, you know, book airline tickets or get movie reservations, but you'll find those along with information, along with people in a common place. And it may be that you've got, you know, Google has different tabs for whether you're looking at Google Maps, Google Images, uh, or, or Google Web Search. The same kind of paradigm applies. So that's been my thesis and BA Insights for quite some time, that you shouldn't really need to know or care where information and tools reside. You should just be able to easily get to it. But in order to bring things together into that kind of information experience, you have to somewhere along the line connect to these various systems. The, the nirvana of moving everything to a single system, um, which is really an IT person's desire, is just not the reality at any place I've ever met. Further to that question, is it even on the horizon? I don't think so. Uh, at the same time that I see more migration projects to move as much as possible into, for example, Office 365, I see companies adopting yet another wave of specialized systems. Often these are SaaS-based systems for all variety of things. So that the force of having special purpose applications are really important in terms of getting your job done tends to create more uh, diversity in both information silos and, you know, means that 
you'll probably ne- never get everything all together in one place. You, you spent the last week in, at the Intranet Ver- conference in Stockholm with a group of intranet managers. What did you learn from them? What are their concerns? And did anything come out of this that surprised you? It's very consistent in terms of the themes that we have been living at VA Insight for some time. But this is really the first time that I, I'll say, exposed myself to an audience that was not IT folks really at all. Almost everyone was the owner of an intranet, an intranet project the vast majority of them came from a corporate communications uh, department. You know, for example, there was uh, uh, Sweden's largest department store had a uh, as as an intranet, and it's led by the people who also provide corporate news and internal communications. They are not highly technical. They care about how employees work about, they care about employee engagement. And I was surprised at how up to date this group was in what's going on in the industry. They don't really care how you connect things. They just care that it is connected. These are, it's sort of a funny uh, audience, right? We've, we have made on this very show, we have made sort of light jokes around these folks and, and what they put on the front page of their intranets, right? It's always corporate news and holiday calendars. Yes. Uh, and and it seems like this is a group that is evolving and coming to better understand the more important uh, uh, works of the of the company. Yes. The, the, the same benchmarking group that I uh, have mentioned that I, I really like called Intra2 which has a community that shares these, what's on the front page of your intranet, was also there and also highlighting their latest set of findings. And I, I've described on this podcast how almost overwhelmingly they color code the four major functions of uh, news, tools, collaboration, and library. And news is red, and many of these things are three quarters or 80% red. But uh, this this time, uh, really, in only eight months since the last time I had a chance to look at it, there were quite a number of them that were outliers that had, I'd say, the right amount of news and communications, meaning that it was aligned to what users were looking for and had a lot of green, meaning information, a lot of yellow, meaning collaboration in, in, in the large and that's a rapid trend. And similarly, I know I've mentioned the Norman Nielsen group here before, and they, they've been tracking the average project time for new intranets, which peaked at nearly four years about a decade ago and has been steadily decreasing. It just, on average, went beneath 10 months. Wow, that's significant. Yes, and that's because... There's a, a rise of both out-of-the-box and sort of ready-to-go intranet packages. There still are quite a number of custom intranets, but there's now, I count, 21 offerings that are packages on top of SharePoint or Office 365 for quote-unquote ready-to-go intranets. So there, things are changing quite rapidly, and being in this audience of I'll say pure intranet managers gave me a perspective on what it's like 
to be in their shoes, which is uh, imagine getting whiplash every day. It strikes me that these are uh, that one of the things that we're seeing is this this group of people who are intranet managers and corporate communications folks who are taking advantage of a lot of really key learning that we've been talking about uh, from Microsoft in improving the out of the box uh, experience in Office three sixty five. Do you find that that Office three sixty five is is really the the sort of locus or, or the the center of gravity around new projects? Yes, there's still definitely people that are not ready to go online, but the vast majority, if you're starting a brand new project, it's very compelling to do things in the cloud. And there's not a lot of choices of a platform that provides all of the basic building blocks you need besides um, Office 365. Google Apps doesn't quite get there. I've I met my first company that was using the new Facebook at work. Oh, interesting. What's their brief feedback? Oh, it's brand new. It's, it's yeah. not, ready, not ready for prime time, and they're, they're determinedly going to be a, a, an early adopter. I, I can't wait to talk to them in a couple of months. But Office 365 is definitely the primary platform of choice. There's more diversity when it comes to, if it's not Office 365, um, all of the web content manager management sort of vendors have an argument that we give you a great experience for your customers. Your employees are just like your customers. And to some extent, that's getting them traction to other, you know, up to the point where it's really different. And that's uh, Adobe, Sitecore, folks like that. And similarly, there are folks choosing to build intranets in Salesforce, mm-hmm. in Jive. So the, there's a lot of sort of casting about with respect to technology platform, but that's maybe one in 10 projects. Nine in 10 are really settling on Office 365 and choosing whether it's something that's cus- full custom, you know, semi-custom or a package add-on. And the challenge with this rapid change in Office 365 and the really quick introduction of these new add-on packages is it can be very confusing for folks that just want to have an intranet that works well and isn't going to get them in trouble down the road. You alluded to this talk that you did with FindWise uh, earlier in our conversation, uh, yep. intranets and hybrid search. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's dig into that just a little bit as we, as we near our end here. Yeah, and you, you can look at our uh, slides online. We're actually going to do a webcast together on on this very subject. It was essentially showing the experience we've had with customers to date with intranets whose face is in Office 365 and whose feet, meaning the variety of systems that they're connected to, are not. And that was very well received. A couple people mentioned, I'm now starting to talk about this phrase of the great divide because they, their experience is the difference between, you know, the face in Office 365 and legacy system on-prem is that it's a, it's a big divide in the employee experience as well as in how they operate things. If I had one take back from these internet managers, it's like, it's all about the data. You know, it's, it's the data dummy. Uh, and so the connected intranet theme, that's when I say it hits me over the head. 
we we did a survey now about a year and a half ago about the number of systems people need to get their job done and something like 72% of people go to three or more systems and something like mid thirties, I I don't have it in front of me, go to seven or more systems. FindWise does an annual findability survey, which is going to be published tomorrow, in fact, and I got a, a look at the early results and they're seeing that they have a maturity cycle and that connecting to external systems is sort of step two in the maturity and by the time you get up the curve you typically have five six seven different systems connected into this unified view i'm very used to that because it's a lot of what ba insight does our connectors and content enrichment is all about bringing in content from many different places and putting it on a common footing so i'm I can't say I'm surprised by this, but it's really dramatic when I look at this coming from a big population of internet managers in Scandinavia and the largest search specialist in Scandinavia, that this is, um, it's very real and highly correlated with success. Microsoft has been on a tear uh, with news and releases and lots of new partnerships. Obviously, we've talked a bit about Ignite on the, on this show uh, the last several weeks. Uh, what are what did you find in Stockholm about um, the the uh, relationship of intranet managers and news from Microsoft? I'll, I'll say first that I was surprised how much everyone knew the news. It's one thing to be inner circle as as I am, and to attend Ignite and look at all of the sessions. But these are folks that did not go to Atlanta and are not an IT audience, and they largely already knew the Microsoft party line and news when it comes to the mobile intelligent internet. I've been running the SharePoint app on my iPhone since it, it for about a year now, and added it to my Android devices as soon as it came out, which was at Ignite. I saw at least 20 people who were using it on their on their phones, and these are not IT folks. So that was really interesting to me. Yeah. The, the second was that there is both excitement and skepticism about Microsoft's hype in this area. There were maybe 15 sessions at Ignite around the mobile and intelligent internet. There's a progression of announcements and releases, and I think that Microsoft is earning the credibility in in this area by delivering at a rapid pace on the things that they say they're going to do. But people are very skeptical, first of all, that out-of-the-box will ever be sufficient. Secondly, that things will come together from Microsoft in a way that's really coherent. You know, we're sort of in a midpoint here where some of the SharePoint new experiences like the authoring experiences, the new team sites, the the new document libraries are rolling out side by side with this old experience. And in some ways, it's it's more confusing to be redoing you know, every part of the SharePoint experience into this modern look and feel one piece at a time. People are aware of the news, as I said. They're a bit skeptical about it ultimately fitting together well, but so far so good. And I, I think that 
There was a lot of acknowledgement about that. There's also confusion. At Ignite, I talked with the internet manager from Delta that was a poster child for an Office 365 intranet implementation. And they had a very nice intranet without add-on UI products, but with a fair amount of configuration and styling. I met at least six intranet managers that were sort of very apprehensive about whether they pick one of these ready-to-go intranet products at the risk that it's going to be overshadowed by Microsoft's out-of-the-box stuff, or do they depend on out-of-the-box knowing that there's gaps and hoping that they'll be filled in? It's a it's an awkward place for folks that are starting a project right now. They, they can be confident that they'll get there by starting with uh, yeah, by saying Office 365 is the platform and have a lot of capability. But it's, I think, quite confusing if you're trying to decide today something that is going to go live one year from now. What's it going to look like over the following five years? Because things are changing every month. Where do you recommend people start? I, you say it's you know it's an awkward period. It's it is on the surface awkward for anybody who's building you know services and systems that that are on top of Microsoft's uh, platforms at this point. What are you seeing as BA Insight uh, in this area, and where uh, where do you advise people to start? I mean, I'd always advise people to start with their strategy. Um, What's the Yogi Berra saying? If if you don't know where you're going, you're likely to end up somewhere else. So you don't need a 15-page deep strategy statement. You don't have to overstudy it, but have some criteria for what it is that you're trying to get done. Uh, you often find that there are pieces that you need, no matter how the, the things that are up in the air settle. Connectivity and analytics are really important elements, and you know we're finding them uh, with respect to BA Insight products as pretty successful starting points for people that have that want to do sort of stepwise continual improvement of their intranets and digital workplaces. So start with a strategy, look at the, the things like good content, connectivity to different systems, some level of measurement, decide whether you're going to be in the cloud and use Office 365 or not, uh, and don't let the the continual new stuff coming out from Microsoft and Microsoft partners in this area, don't let it give you whiplash. Because I think quite a number of add-on vendors, they'll all adjust and provide a good solution. I'm in the position because we don't make an intranet in a box product we end up working with all of these guys. You know, we're providing connectivity for multiple projects that are using different approaches. Some are using full custom internet. Some are using out of the box and or as close to out of the box as they can. Some are using add-ons from a variety of different companies. And there, there's some remarkably good ready-to-go internet products on the market now from companies that for the most part, have been doing services in this area for years and have encapsulated their knowledge into a framework that does get you going much more quickly than any project worked in this area you know, three or four years ago. I hope that gives us a sense of where to get started. I suggest listeners can check out a recorded talk 
uh, on search-driven intranets by my colleague Jason McCullough that just aired uh, last week on Collab 365 Summit, which is a, a, a Collab 365, if you're not familiar with it, does semi-annual virtual conferences. And this is a, a, a nice summary of trends in search-driven intranets. And of course, visit BA Insight and um, take a look at our products. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to drop me or anyone at BA Insight a line. Last but not least, I'm very actively collecting stories and experiences in this area because I want what BA Insight builds to be to fit really well into these projects. Uh, so I'm all ears when it comes to people's real life experiences and journeys with their intranets. So um, please share your story. Jeff, have you had a chance to see Microsoft's uh, Windows 10 announcement? Uh, it, it, as we record this, it was just uh, yesterday, but uh, the the talks are up with the new Surface device. It's very much a consumer event, but but have you had a chance to see what they announced? I have to say I have not. Well, I'm I'm going to tell you. Because I I think I figured out I, I figured it out and it it's it's a twenty year old story. Uh, their next uh, their next uh, release is all about three D for everyone. That's their big message: three D for everyone. Yeah, so the, the it, whole VR headsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So they they've got every partner that they work with is going to be producing sub three hundred dollar VR headsets, and every Windows ten device that has a camera on it. It looks like you're going to be able to do these full three sixty degree three. Uh, D like renders built in with the camera. You just walk around the the thing, and you can you know take a three D rendering of a coffee cup and put it in your designs. Mac or uh, uh, Microsoft Paint three D. Uh, everything's updated for three D, and it hit me. It hit me how this is going to relate to you. So I'm a paperless guy, right? I take a uh, I take my phone and I do a high res scan of every document that I take uh, that comes into my office. I need to start taking, I need to hang every paper that comes into my office and take a 3D render of it now if I want to live in the future that was told to me by Michael Douglas in Disclosure in 1994. Because we're there, man. And you know what else? Jeff Freed, you could be the benevolent Donald Sutherland. Uh, that's that's great. And he has more hair than I do. So <laughs> I, I'm very, uh, very excited about that, Pete. Well, I... I love your vision. I, I've had a chance at Ignite to spend time with, with uh, the latest HoloLens on, and I'll, I'll say it's it's pretty cool. Yeah? I, I am, uh, despite being a technologist, I'm somewhat skeptical that we're, we're all going to wear these devices in, our, in the workplace, but um, I love your vision. So I'll, I'll get to work on it, Pete. I can't wait. That's that, if, if I get one thing out of this episode, it's your uh, acquiescence that my vision is our future. There I can't wait. Thanks so okay. much, Jeff Freed. Uh, it's, as always, a great pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for bringing all the news from Intranetwork and uh, more insights from uh, Ignite. It is great to talk to you. On behalf of Jeff Freed, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. <laughs>